players are starting to report for camp. All the rookie contracts are signed. And how's Darius Smith even got here on the Locked On Vikings podcast? You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL Show at Locked On Vikings. And thank you so much for making Locked On Vikings your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Today on the show, we're going to spend most of it talking about Zadarius Smith and how Zadarius Smith got to this point. We should get to know him because we're going to get to know him a lot on the field. I want to get to know him a little bit off of it. Um, but before we get into that, some news. Uh, the rookie contracts are done. A lot of people were worried about that, but I told you d- never be worried about the rookie contracts. It never comes down to a holdout or anything weird, and it never affects the season in any material way. Sometimes teams just put it off. Sometimes there's genuine negotiating things that need to go down, but they're all just a matter of time. Like it genuinely might have just been a matter of getting uh, Ed Ingram and Andrew Booth, those are the two guys who hadn't signed getting them in the building so that they could physically sign the contract and take the picture and everything. And maybe they were just waiting for them to report to do that. Um, Whatever the holdup was, same deal with a lot of second and third rounders. A lot of them are signing their rookie contracts right now. So all very normal, all very procedural. And now everybody's ready. Um, Everybody who was supposed to show up to camp on Sunday did. Um, everybody who's supposed to be there. And all that is, is the rookies, new additions. I believe the occasional second year player can, um, if they like didn't make the team or something like that. Um, so a handful of players and then the quarterbacks. So Kirk Cousins is there looking good, doing his thing. Um, and, uh, we are, we're underway. The rookies are going to have a couple days. Then the veterans are going to show up, uh, I believe on the 27th. Um, and then that's Wednesday. And then, uh, the pads go on, I think on the 30th. Also on the 30th, episode one of my history doc comes out. So, you know, check that out. Um, I'll tell you more about that at the end of the show. But that's the uh, the first thing. So, yeah, no worries about the rookies or their contracts. That was never going to be a concern. But in case you were concerned about something, now you don't have to be. But the main topic of today's show will be Zadarius Smith. Um, Zadarius Smith obviously is a, and we talked a lot about him as an on-field guy, as a, you know, kind of hybrid pass rusher, linebacker coverage, the rover position. We've talked about that. He'll rove around the formation, find the matchups that he likes, um, and, you know, attack whoever your worst player is gets to area Smith, or I don't know, maybe that'll go to Neil Hunter and Smith gets the second worst player or something like that. Um, but that's sort of the, the position that he plays. We talked a lot about that. But what I haven't had the time to do, and I finally did get some time to do, was just sit down and go over his story, a little throwback story time series, like the kind of things we would do last summer if you were around. Um, And if you want to hear about anybody who was on the team as of last summer, you can go find that episode still if you want to go trip down memory lane for anybody. Um, But here's Zadarius Smith's. Um, His story is a pretty windy one, and he had to have a lot of, he had to go through a lot of weird stuff to get to this point. Um, you know, the, the typical arc of a player 
coming from, you know, being a kid who plays sports to being an NFL player. Usually you have to be a total high school standout stud. Then you get recruited to somewhere. And if you get recruited to somewhere, you know, blue chip, like, uh, like Ohio state, then you just kind of have to do well enough at Ohio state and then you get drafted and that's the thing. Um, or if you don't, then you have to do like re- be a real standout and maybe you're a fifth round pick or something. Zadarius Smith started behind all of those. He was a basketball player. He was a very good basketball player in high school. He grew up in Greenville, Alabama, which is a little $10,000 spec. Um, And it's a very classic story. You know, big family, small house. They didn't have enough places to sit at big dinners. So, you know, you kind of had to make do. And um, he looks back on this fondly, you know, with family. You get to spend time and everything. But it was cramped, uncomfortable, close quarters. And it's that kind of thing you hear about in a small, poor town and, you know, of a, like a half hour ish south of uh, Montgomery. I don't know, Alabama people correct me on that. Um, but for so many kids in the south, sports are kind of the way out. Um, sports are your avenue to become something greater. A lot of these small towns have whatever's keeping the town afloat at the factory you work at or the coal mines or whatever. Um, a lot of those small towns have that, or a lot of it is just farming. You know, you're going to work on the farm, you're going to do hard labor. That's going to be your life, your blue collar, you know, working class life. Um, and for people who want more, or in some of the worst places, in, in especially in the South, you start gangbanging or whatever you get on the streets, and athletics can keep you off the streets, or it can give you an avenue to a better life, to not having to scrape by every single penny and keep living in that tiny house with 18,000 members of your family. As a superstar center who topped out at six foot four, you are not going to get a lot of D1 action. And so he wasn't able to get the college opportunities via basketball that he hoped he could. He was very good, but he was just too short. Six foot four is not viable for basketball, but it's great for football. And so he goes to his football coach and he says, I want to try football. He's a senior at this point, never played football. He says, I want to try out for football. I want to, can I be on the, on the team? And he says, well, you know, you're an insane athlete. Like you're, he's a Darius Smith, right? You're looking at this guy. And he says, yeah, I, I think we can use your athleticism, but you're super raw. And if you're on the varsity team, that means somebody else is not going to be able to get as many plays or reps or something. This is going to be, you know, so what, what we're going to do is we're going to let your classmates vote on it. And if all the seniors on the varsity team say that it's okay, um, then we'll put you on the varsity team. Otherwise, we'll have to put you on JV or we're going to have to make you do something else. Um, good luck. And they put it to a vote and his classmates vote yes. And he still looks at that moment and he says, I don't have a career if my classmates don't vote yes. Because if I end up on you know, the random junior varsity team or something or I just placed football after school for a year and I'm not on varsity and I don't get any run anywhere, um, then... Athletics just aren't a way out for Zadarius Smith, and he's just like every other kid that grows up in Greenville, Alabama, and stays in Greenville, Alabama. The thing is, when you play football for one year in Greenville, Alabama, you don't exactly get Ohio State to come a calling. Um, so he has to go through the JUCO route to East Mississippi. Maybe you've heard of it if you've ever watched Netflix. Um, that's where Last Chance You takes place, East Mississippi. Now, this was a few years before um, the series was made, so I don't think you see him on, on Last Chance You on a season of Last Chance You. but that is kind of his next chapter. He goes the, the junior college route. Um, so that whole journey is sort of the 
next chapter. But before we get into that next chapter, let me talk to you about a good old gramble. Now, if you want to bet on the Vikings, you can bet not on Zadarius Smith, I don't think, well, I don't know the line at least, but you can bet on Daniil Hunter over under 11 and a half sacks for the year. You can also bet over-unders for Justin Jefferson or Dalvin Cook or uh, Adam Thielen or Kirk Cousins. You can gramble on the Vikings as a whole. Uh, Will they get over-under eight and a half wins? Will they make the playoffs? Where will they finish in the division? You can bet on other things at WNBA or MLB, or I'm sure they've got some F1 stuff up there. They've got everything under the sun. You can do player props. You can bet right in the middle of stuff with their live betting module. It's awesome. So go to betonline.net and get yourself a gramble and bet online where the game starts. Hey everyone, in case you haven't been following me on social media, I've been blasting it a lot, but I have a History of the Vikings documentary, a seven-part docuseries, and the prologue to that, not one of the seven parts, but a sort of unofficial eighth part, is out now. It surrounds Ernie Nevers, the Duluth Eskimos, and football in the 1920s. It's just a short little ditty, and it is available mainly on my Patreon page, which is also something that I launched over the weekend, a Patreon. So if you want to go watch it, you can find it there, and I'd love it if you joined me as well. You can find all those links in the show notes or the description if you're on YouTube. Uh, so Zadarius Smith is in Juco and I think a lot of people mistake Juco for like easy mode when you're an NFL caliber athlete and Zadarius Smith is right. He's a very athletic guy. Um, and you know, you kind of say if when we're looking at a player who we know made it to the NFL, we go, Oh, well, Juco must've been a cinch for him then, you know, strength of competition. Right. But no, not at all. Juco's a rough place. The coach is beaten into you. Um, a lot of people are there for academics. Your academic advisors are beaten into you. Your fellow players, all of the players at Juco, think that they're the, the Zadarius Smith that's going to make it to the NFL. So it's competitive. Like the vibe is competitive and it's tough and it bruises you and it's summer in East Mississippi. It's rough. And Zadarius Smith made it out of there because I think in part because of the mentality that he took. It's Scuba, Mississippi, and that is a town where, by Zadarius Smith's telling, there ain't nothing to do. <laughs> there is jack all to go do. And it's a little bit too far away from home for him, so he can't go home on the weekends. So basically, he's kind of just sitting there in the dorms, not really doing anything, and he goes, well, I guess I'll just keep watching tape. He just poured all of his, like, 19-year-old energy into football, into the mental side of the game, into training things, into honing things, into understanding the game. Um, and I, that does two things, right? A, it catches him up, because remember, he started playing football senior year of high school, so he is unbelievably raw at this point and it catches him up. Um, and the other thing it does is, is it builds amazing habits and he still works and studies like a guy who is six years behind every single one of his peers. And like, he's got all that catching up to do. Now he doesn't, he's made pro bowls, but he still works and studies like that. And it, it, it seems like Juco is where he built that habit because he kind of had nothing else to do. And then he realized, wow, if I work this hard, I can be, a freaking superstar. And she was right. <laughs> um, it forged a hell of a player out of Zadarius Smith, one that eventually, after a couple years at East Mississippi, gets recruited to Kentucky. And he does well enough in Kentucky to start getting looks from NFL teams. And then, bada bing, bada boom, he's drafted by the Ravens. And then the pro football part of his journey starts. And that's got a little bit more on field stuff to it. I think it's 
like when you look at these coming of age stories and whenever I do this with a player, it's a lot of, you know, you're looking at, okay, who was he when he, when he was 14 and the first person, you know, the first memory in this puff piece that I, I used to research these things and who was he then? And now who is he now? And you get to watch people kind of become who they are. Um, Zadarius Smith is becoming the, not just the player that he is, but the man that he is, you know, the, the things that he values. Um, when he gets to Baltimore, that's where I think he starts to undergo the journey that forges him into the style of player that he is because Zadarius Smith is a fairly unique player. There's a few of them scattered across the league that are like Smith, but there's not a lot. And how that happens is also a little bit unorthodox. This again, this was not the plan from, I mean, he was a, a high school center for most of high school in basketball, a basketball center. So how this came about was sort of a happy accident um, speaking of accidents though, have you ever accidentally overdrafted in your bank? Cause I have, and that's not fun, but if you download the Dave app, you can protect yourself from stuff like this. Look, stuff happens. And sometimes we don't have a ton of money in the bank account and oh my God, I have to get a tank of gas to get to work. Or I totally forgot about a birthday present and I didn't budget for it. And now I got to buy something, somebody, something, and I can't do it without overdrafting. That is what Dave is for. Dave is an app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a gift from future you to present you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FTIC. Future you will thank you. So Zedarius Smith is in Baltimore and he's still on a fourth round rookie salary and he's still trying to earn his keep. And he is also buried behind like Elvis Doomerville and Terrell Suggs. So he's learning behind these like noble elder statement statesmen of Baltimore mythology. And he's learning how to be a pass rusher, learning how to be a linebacker. And I think the advice from those guys, plus his natural athleticism and his studious nature is unbeknownst to even him is forging this unbelievable player. But he's pretty much a backup rotational guy. He's kind of a whoever until 2018, which is his final year of his contract in Baltimore. So in Baltimore, they had him playing as more of like a fixed linebacker, but with blitzing, not unlike how the Vikings would use like Anthony Barr, where he wasn't a true pass rusher, but he was sort of, he was in the mix quite a bit, but he was mostly, he was like, nominally an off-ball linebacker. And he was pretty good at it, but he felt a little position until one game, Wink Martindale blitzes him up the B-gap. And it ends up in a situation where he's one-on-one with the guard and he just dusts this guard. I forget who the opponent was or who the guard was or anything. He told this story on an NFL Films thing um, on one of those film breakdown deals that he did with like Brian Baldinger. And he just dusts this guard. And he's like, ha I was pretty good at that. And everybody on the Baltimore sideline was like, holy crap, you just dusted that guard. Let's do that again. And they, like, put him one-on-one. He ha- ends up having this insane game as this, like, interior pass rusher. But he's not an interior pass rusher. He's, like, 260. Like, he's not a three-tech, right? Um, and he's lean and long. Like, he's not that. But you realize, like, oh, he can, like, go up against a bad lineman and, like, kind of take advantage of that guy. And he know- he he's- he realized, like, I can look at somebody... I can look at an offensive line, pick out who the worst guy is, pick out why they're the worst guy, and then go take advantage of it. And he starts building these this repertoire of tools. Oh, if this guy oversets, I can probably get him to, you know, to 
overset and then swim over him or spin over, spin inside him or something like that. Um, so his contract's up and he doesn't resign with Baltimore. So he becomes one of the hot commodities of free agency in the 2019 offseason. And he ends up signing with Green Bay. He signs a $66 million deal. And when he signs that deal, the first thing that Arias Smith does is he gets in his car and he drives 14 hours from wherever he was when he signed it down, back down to Butler County, Greenville, Alabama. And he goes and finds his mom, who's working at the Butler County Correctional Facility. She has worked there for 22 years. And, he's, and he says, hey, mom, how do you feel about never working again? And she's like, get me my purse. <laughs> I'm out. Bye. Um, and he says, let's go house shopping. So they go house shopping, drive out to this place, kind of out in the country. And she's like, yeah, it's a little out of the way. But they see the house and she's like, it's cute. But a little out of the way, but it's cute. Let's go inside and check it out. Door opens. There is all of the family. Surprise, you own this place, Mom. I bought it for you with my Packers money. And that's still where they are. So Zadarius Smith's first act is to go buy his mom a house that his family can live in, where there's enough bedrooms for everybody, and the kids can play hide-and-seek. And there's enough room for all of that, even though maybe it's a little bit out in the country. You're probably familiar with the rest of the Zadarius Smith story because we were sure on the wrong end of what happened in 2019 where he really becomes the superstar that Green Bay thought he could be and Green Bay was totally right about that. Um, in particular, two amazing games against the Vikings, the Monday night game on 2019. I'm sure we all remember that. And then 2020, 2021, things fall off. There's injuries in there and it's not quite as good and he ends up being a cap casualty and now here he is in Minnesota trying to reclaim what he had a couple of years ago. Um, and we'll see if his back holds up and all of that stuff. But he's sort of a guy who, until a couple years ago, he had only ever risen from this total unknown, this Juco kid, to a pretty good prospect, to a starter, you know, to a backup, to a starter, to a superstar. And now in the last couple of years, he's, oh, maybe he's old and injured, right? What compels me about the Zadarius Smith story is that he's never lost his connection to the people around him, from his mom, his family, the classmates that voted him in senior year of high school and allowed him to play football, or the, the mentors in Baltimore like Suggs and Doomerville, and even some of the coaches in Green Bay, Mike Smith and Mike Pettin, that were his coaches in Green Bay that are still his coaches here now. Those connections are still there. Um, that's what, what sticks out to me, that there's all these influences in his life and groups and communities that he is a part of that he'll never stop being a part of. And that's not something you can say about everybody. Um, I'm excited, and I'm really, really rooting for Zadarius Smith. We all love his energy and, and sort of the positivity that he's brought to the building. I, I think there's a reason for that. Um, you don't get that by being a guy who has to go through everything alone. But switching gears... Um, so every Monday episode from here until the season starts and we're reviewing games on Mondays, um, I am going to discuss the history of the Minnesota Vikings series. It's not going to get in the way of any of the news or content that I, otherwise you would expect. I'll still cover camp and all that. Um, but I figured it'd be fun to talk about some of these things in a more informal way because it's all very polished and scripted and written in that. So the prologue that came out is about the Ernie Nevers Eskimos. They were literally called the Ernie Nevers Eskimos, named after the player because Ernie Nevers was such a superstar. You'll have to go watch it to get the story, but the broad strokes is superstar Ernie Nevers joins the Duluth Eskimos, and then they go on a 26-game, mostly road game barnstorm. That's such, such a sensation that it saves the NFL, which is in a whole bunch of business trouble. Um, and I, I think what 
is interesting about that story to me, what's most interesting and probably undercovered is that the, the Duluth Eskimos basically died after that. So they only existed for four or five seasons. Um, and it was like their second to last season was the 26 game infamous barnstorm that is discussed in the piece. And what was fun to me making it was thinking like, man, those guys, I mean, they played 26 games in a season, many of them consecutive, like travel to a city, play a game, travel to a city, play a game. They're just exhausted. Their bodies are exhausted. Ernie Nevers himself took a year off the next year. Um, and everything dissolved. All the players were like, we can't do this anymore. And essentially the players were just like, we're done. And there wasn't enough to do anything like viably. They won like one game the next season. And instead of, uh, bringing everybody back, Ole Hogsrud, who owned the team, sold the IP back to the NFL and said, in exchange, I want 10%, uh, a 10% stake of any future Minnesota, right? It's like, I need a stake. I need to sign off on any future Minnesota team. I need to be part of that business deal. And when the Minnesota Vikings start to crop up, when the idea of uh, the NFL expanding to Minnesota crops up, um, Ole Hogsrud is there going, yeah. I need to sign off on this and I will, if you give me 10%. And so they had to actually get Ole Hogsrud in on that. Um, but what's interesting is what happened to the Duluth Eskimos where they went from that. There's like a weird series of like IP sales. Um, they end up getting sold to a team in New York that, uh, like uses the Eskimos as, um, and, and the IP in like some of their equipment, I think, um, as sort of uh, like part of their PR blitz. And then that gets sold again. Long winded thing. They kind of ended up as the Washington commanders. Like you can sort of, if you reach really hard, because some of it is like, and then like all of their equipment got sold and the other team used it, but also like some of their IP got sold and stuff. And all of that gets used and like folded into something else that then goes somewhere else. And if you reach really, really hard, you can technically say that the Washington Commanders started in Duluth, Minnesota as the Duluth Kellys. Fun little anecdote. Tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. I will uh, answer your questions if you have them. So send them to me at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter or at Locked on Vikings on Twitter. You can also fill out the Google form in the show notes or you can send an email to Locked on Vikings podcast at gmail.com. I will see you all then. And as always, skull.